What's up, everybody? Welcome to the State of Wild episode 114, a regular YouTube video web series podcast thingy. My name is Meowth, and as usual, I'm joined by my two good friends and co-host Raffle and Corbett. Guys, how you doing tonight? You know, I'm doing great. Uh, I had a bit of a brief mini vacation. I'm well rested and um, excited to see some cards that uh, I haven't taken a close look at yet. So happy to do that with the the two of you. And uh, I can be corrected when I inevitably misread something again. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that we already got something immediately wrong uh, when we did last week's episode, you know, talking about the Risen stuff. Um, but, you know, that's just part of the card review, is uh, reading and misunderstanding half the cards. So I'm looking forward to doing that all over again with you guys here today. It wouldn't be a card review if we didn't misunderstand or misread something, right? So we're just continuing the tradition. Um, yeah, I guess before we dive into things, we should just correct that from last week. Uh, so a lot of the cards that say kind of use up one of your courses to rise a minion, um, things like that. When that minion dies, it will not uh, add back to your corpse counter. So something like that two drop, uh, the 2-3, the, the summon to one two taunt, doesn't technically go infinite um, like we thought it might. So uh, some cards do get a little bit worse. Um, to be fair, this wasn't really mentioned in any of the blog posts from what I read. So I don't know how we were supposed to know that, but uh, I'm just not going to take the blame on that one. Um, yeah, and it does make sense in hindsight just because like, um, like you shouldn't have corpses go like infinite. feed into themselves yeah. so like from a from a gameplay perspective as well as from a flavor perspective it kind of makes sense because like they're already dead so they don't create new corpses as well as the fact that like yeah they're they've already died so you shouldn't generate new corpses off of them from a gameplay perspective as well so it makes sense in hindsight but we were wrong yeah. it happens it won't be the last time either um so we're just going to hop into some of the cards. Uh, basically, what we're going to be doing today, another really, really long card review episode, but we're going to be talking about all of the Death Knight cards. They've all been revealed, uh, both from the core set, uh, the Path of Arthas, uh, which is like the the little adventure thing that you're going to uh, get, basically, and get three decks, uh, as well as all the cards technically from the brand new expansion. So we got all of those, and we also got all of the neutrals, so it's going to be a lot to get through. Uh, we're going to dive right on in. Uh, we're going to do the same thing we did last week, where we're going to be going kind of rune by rune. Uh, and so we're going to start with the frost rune. And let's start with the uh, the second legendary here, uh, which is Thessarian. Uh, I believe I'm saying that right. Uh, I hope I am at least. Four mana, one frost rune for a 3-3 undead legendary creature with reborn. Battle cry and death rattle deal two damage to a random enemy. So four mana, 3-3. Three, three. You play it, it deals two to a random enemy. That includes potentially enemy heroes, uh, for better or for worse. Uh, and then you're going to get two death rattle triggers off of it. So basically, four mana, three, three, eventually deal six. Uh, how you guys feeling about it? Uh, it's making me feel like I want to go frost in that uh, even unholy uh, death knight. Um, you know, not an outstanding card, like, at first glance, but, like, it's got a lot of numbers on it that like keep coming and it seems pretty sticky so uh generally something with this many numbers on it at four mana probably pretty good uh generates uh two corpses because of the reborn right i i'm assuming i'm getting that right it doesn't say risen anywhere um and um just kind of like helps you fight for the board R really poor stats but the fact that it comes back it's like it, it's like a shredder juggler kind of thing Seems pretty good. Yeah, the comparison that I've heard is, uh, I don't know, kind of this like cold case in Mage. Obviously, there's no armor, but like the idea of two skeletons uh, is probably having like a similar ish effect on board with that deal two damage to a random enemy. Um, so, yeah, just like really solid, like 
standalone good generic board control card um so whether that gets into things like even dk uh we'll have to wait and see but if there was some sort of like reno deck i could definitely see this like slotting in it's just like i don't know it's just like good right it's like it's like solid solid board contesting but it's also like kind of pressure in a little bit of a way yeah i we'll, we'll dive into a lot of the other cards i don't know if it'll it'll make the cut because there's a lot of little mm -hmm. cute synergies as well i don't know if you just want like a standalone okay card um but if you do whether it's reno or in this like even dk that we're we're hyping up uh could potentially see it um all right next up we have four mana one frost rune for a three six undead repulsive gargantuan uh great name uh four mana three six enemy characters can't be healed uh drop this the turn before they play reno and uh that's just gonna be a six mana four six uh is this effect i know it's a very cute effect i know people love denying the opponents from doing things do we think this is good enough to actually be playable like is it a widespread of enough uh, of an effect it, it feels hard to say yes to that um just because like outside of reno what other healing effect really is there and um outside of reno priest and maybe a little bit of reno druid what reno directs are really seeing play right now like yeah there's some reno lock um you know always floating around as well as reno mage like it's going to depend on the prominence of uh reno decks almost entirely as well as um well, potentially the the popularity of like how maybe a blood death knight ends up doing because there's a lot of healing and blood as we'll see a lot of life total manipulation and lifesteal type things um as well as just like the overall quality of cards that you see in death knight i think because if like if again especially if you're restricting yourself to only even cards you're restricted in terms of, of the options available to you same applies to to reno decks it could be like a an aggressive reno like death knight deck that wants to counter other reno decks like maybe you consider putting it in but i think it in general like most tech cards too situational and too like poor in what else it does to be played yeah i just i just don't think this one's very good <laughs> just to uh put it pretty simply i just think it's uh not not a very good card yeah there, there's i think very little healing outside of reno in the format and so i'm, I'm kind of in the same boat um, all right, next up, we've got Rhyme Fang Sword. Uh, three mana, two frost runes for a 2-3 weapon. Uh, after your hero attacks, reduce the cost of a spell in your hand by one. Found your, uh, your Frost Apprentice, uh, Corb. It's just on a weapon this time. <laughs> um, yeah, wait, let me, let, me, let me find the card real quick. Uh, there it is. Yeah, it's not quite Sorcerer's Apprentice, is it? It's, uh, it's kind of like a gavel uh, in Shaman. Um... It's interesting though, like like built-in mana cheating like this is uh, it's kind of like a very very toned down, uh, like palm reading almost. So I don't know. It's interesting. Uh, can definitely help set up like very big swing combo turns. The fact that you can always like bank mana into future mana cheating is always nice. Um, but the two three like stat line on the weapon is actually just like kind of pretty bad as well. So I think if there's like a very specific deck. Uh, it could find a home like a very specific hyper turbo combo frost thing but as it's like a something that you just throw around in random double frost decks i don't really see that working out too well yeah it's just like kind of a lot of mana to just get your mana back over three turns right like mana cheat good but like the the quantity and like 
scalability of that mana cheat is also important to consider. And this is not <laughs> going to be the thing that like breaks something wide open. You know, the, the a lot of these Death Knight cards are uh, aimed at standard, and um, I think that this is an example of that where it's like it, 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 it's mana cheating, but it's very fair. Yeah, and I I think it's a little too fair to to be good enough in wild. Um, kind of in that same boat. Uh, next up we have Rhyme Sculptor, five mana three three undead. Uh, one frost rune, battle cry, summon two, two one rhyme elementals, with death battle deal two damage to a random enemy. Uh, so I'm assuming that this is three corpses, um, because it doesn't say that you're using up corpses for this. Um, so five mana for a what is that? Quick math, uh, five mana seven five, uh, three corpses. Two of them are gonna be skeletons that deal two damage. Um, I know this isn't even, but uh, how are we feeling about this card? So it's a corpse generator for frost, is what it seems to be, or seems to be aimed at. A lot of the frost cards don't necessarily need um, corpses that I've seen quite as much as like blood and unholy. So it seems a little bit misplaced. It's like a splashable card. Maybe you consider again if you have low minion quality in an in a Reno deck, but uh, like I don't think you're excited about playing this card. Yeah, uh, Frost is definitely the, cla the class. <laughs> so what do we call the subclass? The, the rune that um, has like the biggest corpse problem. So having like multiple bodies on this is pretty good. It kind of reminds me a little bit of, um, I mean, we just talked about it, like uh, the Sarian, the legendary, where it's doing a lot. It's like pretty efficient, but it's also like a an undertuned version of that um, with the payoff of getting an extra corpse. So nothing too flashy. Don't really see it making too much of a uh, splash in wild. All right. Uh, our next card here, Frost Strike. Two mana Frost Spell, two Frost Runes. Deal three damage to a minion. Uh, so we're in that same cycle of two mana deal three. Uh, if you kill that, it doesn't have to be honorably killed or anything. As long as you kill it, you discover a Frost Rune card. Uh, so not a Frost Spell, but a Frost Rune card. So uh, it could be a one, two, or three Frost Rune Spell, minion, weapon, anything like that. Um, two mana deal three at its base uh, with the upside of discovering a frost rune. Downside, two frost runes uh, to include in your deck. Yeah, I, I think with frost, a lot of the cards want you to go in for two to begin with anyway. So if you're building around frost cards, which really this card wants you to anyway, because like the, the frost cards seem to, to synergize with one another, as do the other runes, like you're, you know, in for a single frost run, in for the, all of them, from what, what I can see. It doesn't quite roll off the tongue like the old saying does. But, uh, like, you know, a lot of the... You want to go pretty heavy in frost runes. They synergize with one another. And uh, early on, you're going to have a very narrow card pool. So this is certainly one to, to keep an eye on. Kind of maybe see it kind of like a... Um, what is it? The Tooth of a Nefarian and Rogue. Um, where, you know, it can't go face, but, like you have the benefit of a little bit more controlled environment that you're discovering from. A lot of the Frost Rune cards are pretty good. And, uh, you know, if you have a high probability of generating something that you need, like a, what was it, a Horn of Winter or, you know, something along those lines that can give you some more mana. Uh, um, yeah, I, I feel like this is just a pretty solid card that's worth keep, like keeping an eye on, especially early on. Uh, yeah, I mean, we know how these cards go, you know, like two minute deal three, very slight upside. 
Um, pretty much pretty efficient. Uh, the nice part is that the like the cards in Frost like they can be a bit situational. Uh, for example, like Remorseless Winter is the Consecration Draw a card. Having something like that is really a huge benefit for this, just because you can find situations where cards are like very very efficient when they work. Um, and if they don't work, you just take something else. So <laughs> there's, a, there's a few payoffs like that. So yeah, card's fine. All right, let's uh, let's hop over to Remorseless Winter then. Uh, four mana, one Frost Rune for a Frost spell that says deal two damage to all enemies, uh, draw a card. Uh, poor old Consecration getting power crept here. Um, had to get that power crept note in somewhere. But uh, four mana Consecration, but you draw a card as well. Um, solid, solid card. I don't know if you guys have any strong feelings about it. Uh, Consecration is a bad card. This is a better version of it. I, like, I don't know. It depends on how bad you really want to draw a card, I guess. But, like, nobody... Nobody's happy about playing Consecration in their deck. I'm sorry. Like, they haven't been for a very long time. The only reason you even consider it is because you do have access to now, what, like, a two-mana equality. So, yeah, you think about it. But, like, Consecration is, is, is trash. This card's probably playable just because it, it does cycle at least uh or at least borderline playable uh, i'm not putting it in that even deck to begin with for sure though yeah this one isn't exciting me either i have heard though that um death knight being better paladin is very like flavorful and on brand so not a surprise on that one it's true as as a former rep paladin myself i can confirm that to be true yeah Unlucky Paladin players. Um, all right, next up we have Harbinger of Winter. Two mana for a 2-2 two, two undead. Uh, two Frost Runes. Death Rattle, draw a Frost Spell. So basically, two mana, two, two, Death Rattle, draw, draw a spell. Um, it feels like if you're going double Frost Rune, you're building around a lot of these powerful spells that are in the class. It seems like a decent card. Uh, it being a Death Rattle does kind of suck compared to... Uh, to a battle cry um just because slower always a little bit worse but uh it does seem kind of like a slam dunk in the two frost rune decks uh that want it i don't know i misread it as a battle cry and i'm like yeah sure uh, i'll consider playing this but then now that you said it's a death rattle which it definitely is uh i'm a little bit skeptical unless you play this on two frost strike it on three you get two frost spells um it, it does also specify, I believe, this is not Frost Rune spell. This is Frost spell. So this could hit the the runeless things like um, uh, Icy Touch as well. Uh, so it's it's looking at the Frost spell school, which I know there's unfortunately a bit of a overlap and confusion there. But um, you know it 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 does uh, change things slightly, maybe. But I don't know. Death Rattle draw cards feel so bad because, like, you just don't have to kill them. It doesn't play the card. Like, it's no Mad Scientist. Yeah, I I think this is just not good. Um, yeah, like if this is a two three, even then, I mean, if this is a battle cry, if this is a battle cry. Might not still be interested. So yeah, I just don't think this is good enough. Damn, not even interested if it was a battle cry. I think you'd consider it a little bit more strongly, but the, mm. you know, the as a death rattle, like I don't know, we've seen this card before, or at least iterations of it, and they're always pretty disappointing. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe I'm overvaluing the uh, the targeted card draw, uh, which is a very real possibility. Um, all right, so let's move into uh, the path of Arthas cards here. All the frost spells that we mentioned, or frost cards that we mentioned, have been uh, uh, in the core set. Once we're moving to path of Arthas, we've got Lady Death Whisper. 
Uh, four mana, four three undead. Uh, for a three frost runed legendary card, death rattle. Copy all frost spells in your hand. Um, pretty potent, powerful effect. Uh, but it is on a death rattle. Um, again, death rattle versus battle cry, big deal. Uh, but four mana, four three. Pseudo draw. I don't know. Like, at what point are you happy with, with the value you're getting off of this? Well, uh, I mean, one like neat thing it does is it does like double up the discounting from the weapon, so you can like discount a spell twice, and then when that death rattle goes off, you get a copy of the discounted version. So maybe, maybe there is like some janky like OTK stuff you can do uh, when you start. Well, I mean, <laughs> I don't know where all the damage is coming from. Is the problem? <laughs> I haven't actually tried to build this deck. I'm kind of just envisioning this imaginary deck that somehow deals thirty damage by playing innovates and you know deal fours to the face um but i don't know like being able to double up the innovate effects is a lot of mana cheating so that seems reasonable but do i think it's realistic this is going to find a home and be the secret piece in any sort of like otk deck no probably not like four four three death rattles very slow um so i tough to make it work i'd say yeah and on top of that you do require three frost runes, so that takes like out any flash ability so you're like heavily invested in it um you know the <laughs> it's possible that the one saving grace here is that again if you're building a three frost rune deck which i don't know that you necessarily want to do you're pretty limited on options early on right because you probably do want to squeeze in a lot of class cards they tend to synergize with one another and like how do we have 15 playable uh frost rune only cards right now that you can just like run two of each of those and call it a deck i like yeah i know you can add neutrals but like the way that frost runes tend to be so spell heavy or seem to be so spell heavy right now you probably want a lot of class cards in there and so like again the saving grace might just be that uh what else are you gonna put in your deck and uh you know it, it does uh double some things up i don't know like is this a card that you're just happy to slam on curve? Because it needs to come down on curve, right? Otherwise, it's way too <laughs> late in the game. So have you drawn enough cards to get reduced? Because where's the card draw <laughs> in, the, uh, in the class or in the archetype right now? Especially since we talked about the Harbinger of Winter being a little disappointing. Like, where is the card draw? And uh, you kind of need to be drawing cards before you, you slam this and... So yeah, it's kind of a disappointing uh, three rune legendary, I'd say. But you know, maybe down the line that that changes. All right. Uh, in addition to all the spell stuff, Frost also has a bunch of weapon synergies that we'll talk about here. Uh, starting with Might of Menethil. Um, I'm sure I butchered that name. Uh, got it. Nice, easy. First try. Four mana, four two, two Frost runes uh, for a weapon. Battle cry. Spend up to three corpses. Uh, freeze that many enemy minions so i think if there's only like two enemy minions you will not spend three corpses uh, i believe is my understanding of how that works uh basically four mana four two weapon with a uh with kind of like a flurry effect i believe is the name of that upgradable mage spell um which seems like pretty strong tempo actually uh for, for this weapon uh how are we feeling about it kind of just generally it is two frost runes so it's not like super right. easy to splash yeah, that, I think that's the biggest problem with it, because as we talked about earlier, 
Frost has a bit of a difficulty in generating those corpses early on. So this is like, if this were one Frost Rune card, you're like, yeah, I'm just shoving this into every two Unholy um, deck that I build, and it's it's beautiful. Um, but like the the requirement, and this is where I think that the um, like the, the the deck building requirement for Death Knight becomes interesting. Is like, okay, well. I, I need to do something a little bit different here. I need to figure out a way that I can go heavily into Frost, probably include some Unholy as a splash effect, um, and like go away from where a lot of the cards seem to be pushing me in Frost, which is very spell-heavy, and focus on some you know, early-game minions. So I, I think it's a good quality card. It's um, you know looking a little awkward in terms of where it fits within the class based on what we've seen so far with uh, f you know Deep Frost being so spell-focused. How are you going to generate those corpses? Are you going to basically generate six corpses by turn five is is what you want to ask yourself here. Because it, it is very good tempo for an aggressive Frost deck. Um, but how do you get there? Yeah, there's uh, kind of like a version of this deck, right? Where you just ignore the board completely and you just go face. <laughs> like you just keep going smoke with might. Uh, might on four, you freeze. You swing again, you freeze. And then you do something on six, and then you have the Frostworm's Fury, uh, like another payoff that just freezes the board and keeps going face. Um, <laughs> sounds very fun uh, to just do that. But yeah, like Rob said, I don't know where the corpse generation is coming from um, and whether you actually can stack up enough damage. But I don't know. I, I think I like this direction. This direction feels more... This feels like something that can be very good in standard, where healing is a lot more limited. Whereas in wild, we've never really seen these burn decks that just go over the top with very little minion presence, like, do super well. Um, it's either like heavy OTKs or it's aggro. You don't get to chip down and then lose to Reno decks in this format very much. So yeah, I don't know. Um, like the card, I think it's more suited to standard than the wild format. All right. Um, our next card here is the payoff, I think, for all of the spells that we've been talking about. Here's how you throw it to zero people. Just it might be on turn 10, unfortunately, because uh, you don't have a Sork Apprentice. Uh, but it's Death Chiller. It's a two mana, two, three elemental, uh, two frost runes. After you cast a spell, deal one damage to two random enemies. Uh, so this might sound familiar. It's very similar to something like Flame Waker. Uh, an important distinction here is uh, deal one damage to two random enemies. I believe it will not double hit the enemy hero. Uh, for two damage so it's uh, a lot worse I think than flame waker when it comes to actually killing people but it is two mana so it makes it a little bit easier to combo uh, as a board control tool I think uh, in the early mid game yeah I think it is better as a board control tool just than like a kill them tool because you're like literally doing half the damage as a, uh, the, as a single flame waker so um on that compounded with the fact that like you don't have a sorcerer's apprentice means that this isn't going to be um the same as a flame waker um i don't know this plus ice revenant to to be the finisher paved the way for an ice revenant because they're both elementals is there anything you can do with that probably not but like uh you know that that's that that's falling in line with something like the the might of menethil so, no, it's probably, it's, I don't know. Outside of splashing things, uh, Frost seems a little rough right now just because of its um, lack of lethality. Like, it seems like a really good third rune for either of the two other things 
um, but doesn't seem necessarily the strongest as a standalone rune to build around uh, just yet. Even though, like, unfortunately, a lot of the early cards we saw made it look the most fun, and then it just, like, it, it kind of went nowhere is my problem. <laughs> yeah, I, this is the one I was super keen on for Wild, but uh, I don't think it's pieced itself together. This card is... So depressing, man. Like, if only you could just kill people. Um, but, but it can't. Even with, like, Kindling Elemental being able to discount it, things like that. It's just never going to be enough damage. And uh don't think you really have the draw or, like, mana cheat to support anything. And I don't think Wild Exclusive offer, offer anything uh, that kind of opens the door for this card. Slash Arctite. Yeah. I know Mage has a lot of those, like... We, we've talked about them as, like, Tempo tempo Frost minions and, and payoffs and stuff. Um, where you like get a four mana or I think it's like a five mana seven seven uh, things like that, um, which not even good, but I, I like those frost tempo payoffs from Mage. I think eventually get their way shifted into into something like Death Knight, and then like a tempo freeze aggro deck or frost aggro deck would be a little bit more intriguing. But I'm with you guys. Where like right now it just doesn't feel like it's doing a whole lot uh, to actually win games. Uh, maybe once they revert. And rotate uh, Ice Revenant. There you go. That's your payoff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. What about what about Mirror Manipulator then? How about this for a payoff? Uh, six mana, five five undead, three Frost Runes, Battle Cry. Spend up to five corpses. Deal two damage to a random enemy for each. Um, so this I think can hit the enemy hero five times uh, if you're on an empty board or you're just like super lucky. Um, but you need five corpses. Uh, and if you're trying to kill people with this probably five corpses before turn six um which seems a little bit hard especially in a three frost deck yeah uh the the problems i see with this are the the three frost first of all generating those corpses as we talked about with might of metathil and then on top of that you kind of have some like antagonism between this and the might of metathil which you know we said was a pretty decently high quality card if you can get it active but then if you get it active, you don't really have any corpses left over on turn six for this. So, like, where where are the corpses coming from? That's what I need to know. Where are they? Who killed the people? And how do you generate corpses in three frost? I don't know. Um, like, But, like, those two cards do make an appealing, like, archetype to build around that's outside of that uh, frost. It's just, like how do we build it with with the cards that we've seen so far? We need to figure out a way to get corpses into this deck and maybe then it can go somewhere. Like it, it needs the unholy token spells, but it, like that's just not present in, uh, in Frost. So like the, this wants to be a good card and maybe down the line it will be. Maybe even early on it will be. You just run a bunch of neutral minions and then like that's how you generate um, corpses in this deck. Like, just to get some tokens going you get some haunted creepers in there and you're golden uh, because that's three corpses right there but like right now i'm not seeing it so um you know maybe i'm proven wrong uh it's really hard to evaluate a new class with so many new mechanics in it and like you can't just go based on card quality alone i don't think yeah i really like this card a lot uh for the future you know, like, not not now. But, like, eventually if there's some sort of more minion-heavy uh, Frost deck, which, you know, there definitely could be. Like, look, we're getting the first expansion. We don't know what this is going to look like in the future. Um, but if this is, like, top-end for aggro, that seems amazing. Uh, where, like, if this is deal 10 to the enemy face, disgusting. If this is Consecration and Swing Board back and, you know, Recover Tempo, 
disgusting. Like, if this is always active on curve, um, super, super good and just, like, more of a on-curve face aggro's deck. But Black Rebel's talking about a lot of conflicting stuff going on with the weapon. Uh, a little bit confusing, and don't think it's there yet. But someday, one day, Marrow Manipulator is going to be absolutely filthy. Just wait. Put it on the list, chat. Just like everything else. Just put it on the list of cards that'll be broken someday. Play dead any day now, Meowth. Any day now, it's going to break wild. Sure. Surely, dude. Surely. Um, it does look like they are pus pushing Frost in a very aggressive uh, way because we've got Bonebreaker as our next card here, which is a one mana 2 2 weapon, one Frost Rune. After your hero attacks a minion, deal two damage to the enemy hero. Um, so, again. It, it seems like they're pushing... I don't, I'm don't. i not saying that Bonebreaker is good in that archetype, but it does seem like they are pushing like an aggressive Frost-styled deck in the future. It's it's Soul DH, except instead of healing, we freeze. Yeah. Like, that, that's what this archetype is. Uh, you just like, keep going over the top, you ignore board, and you eventually just kill them with chip damage. Um, and again, can maybe be very good in standard. Like, that's something that makes sense. I don't know... If, if it makes perfect sense in a Renathal world, maybe less so. But, um, you know, it makes a lot less sense in Wild. But again, yeah, this is a pretty nasty card, right? This is disgusting if you get, like, an aggro deck someday. Yeah. Uh, I mean, aggro 101 is uh, minion go face, face go minion. And this allows you, when you're going face go minion, um, to go face <laughs> still. So, like, it just teaches people how to play aggro. Yeah, we got there in a very roundabout way. Appreciate you. <laughs> um, all right, and then last but not least, so spoiler alert, uh, when it comes to the actual expansion, uh, there is the one Frost Rune card that we talked about last week. So it really does not seem like Frost is going to be great right out of the bat, uh, but we do have a one drop here, the last one to talk about. Uh, Yimajar Frostbreaker, uh, one mana, one two, one Frost Rune. Battlecry, gain plus one attack for each Frost Spell in your hand. Um one mana three two i think is where you're at where you're happy with this um upside like above that is great uh but if you're playing this on one you're, you're really looking for that that three two set line yeah i mean this would have for this to work like the hyper aggro um frost deck would need to be a thing mm -hmm. uh this is a okay one drop for that like but then you're running a lot of spells that don't necessarily go face and uh, <laughs> you really need this to be good on turn one and then that means your turn two is probably not looking good because you're not playing a minion so uh seems awkward yeah definitely like it's the same thing where you want you want this to be in a deck with that plays lots of minions it goes face but if you're playing lots of minions going face you don't have frost spells and if you are having frost spells, you don't want to wonder up this is like a 3-2. <laughs> like, it's very, like, you're all right in circles, and it just does not make sense. It, um, I will say, I, I am getting more excited, though, about just the idea of just aggro, just like aggro uh, frost, the, the more I'm looking at this. Like, look, there ain't much among the minions in the new, in the class cards, but maybe there's a lot, enough payoffs here, and we can patch everything together with neutrals. Um, pirates have done magic things before in this format. They can do, maybe do it again. I, I was actually thinking the same thing about pirates uh, as well, so just because like of the the brigand into patches, like that generates a lot of corpses itself. Yeah. All right. So aggro frost is kind of the archetype you guys are looking at uh, for frost runes, kind of being your main rune here. Uh, I think in wild, right? With with pirates and 
I guess the weapons and, and your uh, your mirror manipulator, right? Kind of the the top end of the stack. Yeah. Yeah. And aside from that, I think that Frost has a lot of interesting like splash ability, but mm -hmm. not necessarily like there. You have to look at the one Frost rune cards, things like the the Sari and the um, Defrost. Um, like even has some potential. Like one frost looks pretty good. Going a little bit too far beyond that. Yeah. Okay, so let's move into uh, into the blood runes now. Uh, let's go rotating back to the core set. Um, two blood runes for a five mana three five undead legendary Deathbringer Sarfang. Uh, so this is a five mana three five with taunt. Death rattle. Return this to your hand. It costs health instead of mana. Theoretically, this would go infinite, right? Or it does go infinite because it would keep coming back to your hand. Um, but you would have to keep paying the five life for the taunt. Uh, if you have the life to pay for it, it seems like a pretty good card. Yeah, because if you're facing a board based deck, you're essentially getting that five life back anyway because it trades into the, the Sour Fang. Um, I'm going to be completely honest with you and i'm gonna overvalue every single blood card because it's like the 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 rune that uh feels the most appealing to me so i i, I love this card it it's it's fine it's like it's fine i just i i love it because it, it keeps coming back it's um it, it's pretty expensive the first time through but then like it's a free five three or a three five with taunt so like um you know pretty reasonable in a control style deck especially one that manipulates its health total and um you know you often has that spare health to give so certainly a playable card i i, I readily admit that i'm overrating it though uh. yeah i think it's fine in like the you know that like reno <laughs> reno deck reno renathal things like that you know we have so much health to play with um this is kind of interesting things that would be opened up with molten giant but the fact that it's a legendary kind of makes it a little bit harder to lean on like that because, uh, you know, it won't be as consistent. Um, but, I don't know, it seems fine. Like, in a Reno Renathal deck, this is... I doubt health total is ever a concern. And you're just looping three fives. Like, it, it seems very, very fine in that uh, yeah. in that deck. And you get corpses each time it dies, too, which is a nice yeah. uh, upside. I also think that, like, you've got a lot of just, like, taking damage with any sort of blood runes. I think Molten Giant is almost always a consideration regardless. Um, okay. Yeah, it, it, it must, it'll almost always be good. Um, all right, moving on to our next blood card here, we have Noxious Cadaver. Um, the art on this card is kind of gross. This is my first time actually kind of looking at it. Uh, it's a 1-mana one 1-2 okay. one undead, uh, one blood rune. Battle cry, deal 2 damage to an enemy and to your hero. Uh, so basically 1-mana one 1-2, one you take 2, you deal 2. Um, it seems like a really solid card. It's a little bit reminiscent of stuff like Tour Guide or Cobalt Librarian where it's like 1-mana do a thing that you know, a little bit of a downside, right? Take the two, but you, you get some upside uh, of clearing a creature rather than, you know, drawing card, but still pretty good. It, it's much more similar to just, like, the priest card that we uh, see in Shadow Priest. Um, although it only, it doesn't, like, it, it has the upside of potentially clearing off a minion, so if you uh, are on the coin, it can um, maybe win you back the board. Um but that card also does three damage and didn't see a whole lot of play until Shadow Priest existed as, as an archetype. So, yeah. are we talking about Shadow Bomber? Yes, that's the one. Mm -hmm. I, I, I can never remember. This can this can hit an enemy minion though, right? Not no, I know. Things. That's what I'm yeah. saying. Like it has. Like I think that that is better 
um, it, because you're probably not necessarily excited about going all out aggro as a blood-based deck. It is only one blood rune, so it could, um, you know, potentially um, be splashed into into other runes. It also is a, an undead itself. We've been talking a lot about, like, uh, needing, you know, one mana uh, undead minions to die early on. This could be it, um, but not super excited about it. It's just, like, it's a pretty good card <laughs> for for one mana um but i i don't know i i just hate missile shots like this that <laughs> where a flip determines maybe the course of the game on on turn one feels pretty bad to me oh it'll be targeted won't it yeah it'll... oh it is it is targeted yeah yes i oh, okay that's so much better okay i'm wrong yeah no no this is pretty good yeah, um, I don't know. This seems, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think Ruffles' opinion, if he got to retake that, would be a yeah. little different. Because, uh, yeah, it's just really good, right? Like, yeah. Device Leper, like you said, is a great comparison. So, again, Blood, don't think you give a shit about your health total half the time. Like, it, all these cards are just like, whatever, ignore it. You're going to heal anyway. Um, so, just super efficient. Yeah. Brandable. Also true. There we go. Yep. Uh, if you wanted to take four damage for for some reason, uh, so or if you well, if you wanted to deal four damage to something like that, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Next up, uh, speaking of efficient, we have Heart Strike. One mana, one blood rune for a spell that says deal three damage to a minion. If it kills it, gain gain a corpse. One mana, deal three. Potential corpse generation as well. Seems like a solid card. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I'm not not that into it to be honest. Like really? maybe I just haven't evaluated like gaining a corpse and how you know crucial that is or not what might i deal three to a minion nothing else like yeah. <laughs> like there's no other immediate board impact we've seen that cards like that was smite before you think they're going to be better than they are um but again maybe just like a little bit of trouble kind of evaluating just how good gaining a corpse is uh in that in like just in general uh yeah blood is the is another rune that early on especially seemed to have uh, a little bit of gaps in terms of how it was going to generate the corpses so i think that's one of the things that actually makes this a consideration like it is only one bullet room you can play it in another um you know uh, decks aside from like a deep blood deck but you're not like you're probably not throwing this into an unholy deck where it doesn't have trouble generating those corpses if you're thinking about anything it's maybe a two frost uh, one blood or just like a, a deep blood deck where you need to find a way to get those corpses and i think corpse right it's probably like we have holy smite holy smite's not played in any decks um it just a we matter of we have extortion as well but like the trade right. is really yeah good. so it's a matter of how valuable that um that corpse is how easily they can do it with other cards and uh, again like low pool of cards like the overall quality of like blood um ruined cards is going to determine you know like we're not comparing this to you know like with holy smite you're comparing it to things like that priest has had over eight nine years of hearthstone like a penance like a you know whatever it, like it doesn't even run penance anymore because it has so many high quality uh cards uh available to it that like you know you you kind of have to make some compromises when we're talking about um you know, a brand new class like this, especially if you're looking to build a 40 card deck. Yeah. I mean, the comparison to Holy Smite, or what is it? It is Unholy Smite, right? It's the name of the card. I feel like yeah, it's a little holy, bit. Yeah. Like, I think Rena Priest would 100% be running Unholy Smite if it wasn't the fact that it wasn't the Shadow Spell, right? Like, it would love right. to be 
to be slamming stuff like I'm, penance and smite. I'm just cracking up at you calling this unholy smite uh, rather than holy because like ah, the, uh, the death knight. Yeah, yeah. There, there we go. Yeah. Wait, what is wrong rune? Holy meow. smite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Same thing. You know what I meant. <laughs> yeah, um, sorry. <laughs> um, next up, we have death strike. Moving on. Four mana, one blood rune. Uh, for four mana, deal six to a minion uh, with lifesteal. A little bit sad that this could only hit a minion uh, and not the opponent's face. Probably for good reason, but uh, four mana, deal six, heal six. Um, there you go. There's some of your life gain for the uh, the blood death knight. Yeah, I mean, if you're manipulating your health uh, quite a bit, um, it's probably worthwhile to have ways to clean it back up. This is We've seen this card. It's uh, it's a ramped up spellstone almost. Um and that's a pretty good card for a, a while. It doesn't require the buildup, uh, so that's like that probably makes it better, to be honest with you. As easy as a warlock had at uh, building up, I, I, I could very well see this being played in like a in a controlly style uh, blood deck. Just again, lack of other options. That type of deck needs removal, and uh, this is going to offer it. Um, not like a card I'm super excited about or anything, but sure, I'll put it in decks. Yeah, I haven't really done the deck building uh, side of things, so like I'm, I don't know, maybe you just like have to because you don't have enough options. Um, but as, as the card by itself, not that exciting. Um, like Rob said, Spellstone. Spellstone is pretty good, but it's also in a class that wants healing like a lot more because um, the warlock healing for seven like, that's probably a lot more important um, compared to DK. So yeah, not a, not amazing, but might make it just because you need stuff. I mean, you say that, but we have Sourfang and Obliterate. It's just like two cards that we've right. been talking about. Like, I, I think it's going to want the healing. Um, I, I think it initially will probably see play just because of like, lack of better healing options. And I could see it very easily being phased out. But it's a lot, it's a lot of healing um, for four mana. Um, speaking of, let's talk about Corrupted Ashbringer. Before we start, it's so weird that this is not a legendary weapon or frame um, compared to normal Ashbringer, which is a little bit sad. Uh, but it's a 6-mana, 2-blood rune, 5-2 weapon uh, with lifesteal. Nothing super flashy. Uh, we've seen, uh, what is it, the, the Libram book, Libram of Judgment, I think is the name, that had like a very similar effect. Uh, was never great for a variety of reasons in Paladin. Um is the life stealing here? Like, are we that desperate for healing that we're about to run a six mana five two weapon? I guess it's the question that we're gonna have to ask ourselves. I think if you're that desperate to run a six mana five two life steal weapon, then maybe like the deck itself is not good enough to to play to begin with. So this this one I'm a you know I was reluctantly going to be adding death strikes to my my deck. Uh, you know previously I. I, I'm going to be questioning my life choices after if I have to add this card to my deck, I think, because it's just mostly the mana cost. Like, six mana deal 10, yeah, that's great, but not, like, I don't know. Big weapons like this tend to be disappointing, I think, <laughs> in in a format as fast as wild. Yeah, not, not super into this one, sadly. Yeah. All right, so uh, as we move into the Path of Arthas... Um... We've talked a lot about a, some just straight-up controlly cards uh, for Death Knight when it comes to Blood Runes. It does seem like the other kind of archetype that Blood's going to get pushed into um, is a little bit of a hand buff mechanic, uh, as you'll see with a couple of the cards that we're talking about here. Um, starting with Blood Tap, this is a two-mana shadow spell uh, that requires you to be running two Blood Runes in your deck. Give all minions in your hand, plus one, plus one. 
uh, spend three corpses to give them plus one, plus one more. Uh, so at its baseline, it's smugglers run. Um, if you spend three corpses, it's a corrupted don't feed the animals. If I'm getting my card names right, um, I think that's what it is. Uh, so at its baseline, two mana plus one, plus one, uh, three corpses, plus two, plus two. Yeah, so this basically is just a corrupted don't feed if you're um, because you're always just going to wait till it's corrupted uh, or in this case uh, you have the corpses in this case so it basically is just that card the card is borderline playable for a, a while it was okay in like the early iterations of what is now uh, the copper beast hunter um, but <laughs> that deck had like buzzard to draw cards it had things like tundra rhino to send stuff face um like i don't know paladin hand buff is a little bit more efficient and has fallen off dramatically these cards seem less efficient this is this seems like an instance where like uh death knight is a worse paladin um so i don't like i i mentioned i'm really high on the blood stuff it's the control blood stuff that i'm overvaluing not the uh not the hand buff and you know maybe i'm gonna be horribly wrong but like this does not look uh that appealing to me as as an archetype yeah it's kind of a little tough where you obviously want to be collecting resources in hand to buff them but you need things to die on the board so you need to play minions um so it's a little weird like like ruffle said um we do not have buzzard <laughs> like you can't you can't just magically refill your hand perfectly uh like you would like so a little weird uh yeah i, I, don't, I don't see it but yeah strong card Again, maybe we can put it on the shelf with the marrow thing, you know? Yeah. Decent, maybe someday. Yeah, like yeah, a, a hand buff. Hand buff in any class needs card draw. That's what exactly. held Paladin back for so long. That's why you even considered running Don't Feed the Animals, is you got access to Buzzard. Um, without like substantial card draw and a little bit of redundancy, even, uh, like going all in on a hand buff game plan is just not going to work. Um, all right, next up we have, speaking of hand buff, uh, Vicious Bloodworm. Uh, two mana, three, two, beast. Battle cry, give a minion in your hand attack equal to this minion's attack. So kind of scaling uh, some of those hand buffs. Uh, it, it feels like, just like Blood Tap, really just put it on the shelf, I think, until, um, in terms of hand buff mechanics, uh, until we see more. Um, but is this just playable on its own as a two mana, three, two, and like, a two one holy one blood kind of aggressive style of uh of death knight maybe i think you really want this to land on something with uh charge or at least rush and uh that's like you're gonna be relying on neutrals for that so like is is argent horse rider going to be your savior for that, that type of thing um i would be surprised but I've been I've been surprised before. I don't know. It seems like a you know just a decent quality card, but like, you know, if you're behind on board, you just that you like you, you, the the opponent trades up into your buffed minion next turn anyway, right? So like it doesn't really accomplish much unless, um, unless you get some like divine shield or rush minion so that you can capitalize on when um when the attack goes through. Yeah, I think it's. Uh, I think it looks at glance better. Uh, it looks better than it actually is. Like I, I don't think this is great. 
Um, yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, next up, we have Hematurge. Um, two mana, two, three. Two blood runes. Battle cry. Spend a corpse to discover a blood rune card. Uh, so very similar to what we just talked about. A similar card for Frost. It can discover a one blood rune, a two blood rune, or three. Um, so you can be two blood rune splashing for another color, uh, another rune, sorry, uh, and then discover a three blood rune uh, card. Um, it reminds me a lot of like museum curators and other spite historians of like two minute, two, three. You have the little requirement of using up a corpse, but you get to discover, uh, you know, situational card, potentially like we talk a lot about like class bonuses and missing that. You're kind of guaranteed class bonus because there's you're only discovering Death Knight cards, right? So uh, two mana, two three, discover potentially a good card. Yeah, I'm I'm into this for that control deck. Like um, again, if you can generate the corpses early, sure. Uh, like you're very happy to play this. It's you know it's better statted than either Nether Spider, certainly Museum Curator, and uh, like you said, like again, narrow card pool, always going to be worth taking a look at uh, discover effects like this. Um, but you know. Over time, this will become a worse and worse card early on. Yeah, it's the River Croc that uh, gets me a card. That's what, like, what control deck wouldn't want that? Yeah, seems very, very solid. Like it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, you know, that control Death Knight, we've got three mana Shadow Spell Asphyxiate, uh, two Blood Runes to play it in your deck. Destroy the highest attack enemy minion. Um, sometimes a three mana Assassinate. Um, other times might not kill the minion that you really want to kill. Um, I, I don't really know how to feel about this, just because you're, you're going to be limited with the, the options that you can have in a, in a control deck with this limited carpool. Um, how are you guys feeling about it? I think you probably just run this in, in that style of deck early on. It's, um, it, it's you know more expensive than a shadow word death but somewhat more flexible you could argue it's certainly better than a deadly shot certainly better than an assassinate in most situations i think most of the time the fact that you're paying less mana makes it you know better than like the slight downside that you can't necessarily kill the exact minion you want to mm-hmm. but i think more often than not it is going to be the minion you want like in a situation where you're facing down a neptulon yeah like i want to kill the neptulon uh, so this does that. Um, all right. So again, it's not like a super exciting card. Uh, it's just going to be one where we have limited options, so we play it. Yep. Seems like a decent summary. Where uh, much like the deal six life steal thing. Although I think that card might actually be a little better, funnily enough. Uh, agree with you on that. All right, next up we have Dark Fallen Neophyte. Three mana, two five for an undead, one blood rune uh, requirement. Battle Cry, spend two corpses to give all minions in your hand plus two attack. Uh, again, that hand buff hold mechanic. We're not sold on it, I guess, is, is kind of the general feeling. Just doesn't seem like blood runes in Death Knight have enough card draw to support the mechanic. Um, it's also a little bit weird that a lot of these cards are just buffing attack and not kind of plus one plus one, which is actually a huge deal, um, especially when it comes to hand buffing. So three mana, two five, spend two corpses to give your entire hand plus two attack uh, actually doesn't seem that appealing. No, I'm like, like if if the direction they're going with a uh, hand buff in blood is only give attack, then I want no part of that because like. Again, if that's not landing on chargers, then what what's the point? Because like my opponent's just gonna trade through it and like I don't get the benefit of 
that that extra attack at like and we haven't seen any charge mechanics from blood yet so i, I it's disappointing <laughs> yeah this is kind of weird it's a <laughs> it's like a hand buff deck but it's leaning way more towards otk like i'm getting it's a lot closer to some like quest mage than hand buff paladin almost where this is like a boar deck uh from what i'm seeing uh i like it a lot more than the two drop because obviously like you can you know like if you're if you're going for a strategy like this you want it to be something that's degenerate <laughs> where you're just like playing out a whole bunch of one meta deal three charges and things like that or deal five charges um compared to just the targeted buff uh so like you need this to have the highest payoff right and this card has like way more room to be broken so yeah th this would need to be in like a somehow like a otk on turn six type thing where you're just vomiting out like four little one cost boars that deal like seven damage maybe that's a thing that can happen uh but not this expansion <laughs> maybe maybe someday like the the handbuff paladins of old that ran like two boars two bluegills two argent horse riders like a solid deck like that yeah exactly yeah, yeah. except it's the only thing that you can do like it's not like you don't even have the redundancy of the other stuff it's yeah. like that you're all in on boars um all right so let's move into uh the blood cards for march of the lich king the actual expansion it seems like they're very heavily pushing uh the blood rune control style deck in, in the expansion itself um so we've already seen Corpse Explosion and Vampiric Blood, which are heavy Blood Rune requirements. Uh, speaking of heavy Blood Rune requirements, uh, we have a Legendary here in Alexandros Mograine. 7 mana, 7-7 seven, seven, Undead. 3 Blood Runes uh, to put them in your deck. Battlecry. For the rest of the game, deal 3 damage to your opponent at the end of your turns. Uh, so kind of like the quest uh, for Warlock, right? Uh, the Demon Seed kind of just a clock, right? You play this in your control deck it'll eventually end the game, right? Especially if you can brand it, the clock gets halved. Um, I, I don't know if this will be fast enough for Wild uh, is kind of the issue because it's a very slow clock uh, against OTK decks and uh, and other arena decks um, that you are spending seven mana on. I think the, the big upside, you don't have to spend any corpses. There's no corpse requirement in order to get this powerful effect that you're trying to, to end games with, which I think is an upside. Um, that being said, I know Ruffle, you were nodding your head when I when I read this out loud. Um, how are you feeling about it? Oh, I love this card. I, I love the character. I love the the effect, uh, but it's horrendously bad. <laughs> like, like this is <laughs> this is not something that's going to win you games of Hearthstone. Uh, I'm gonna try, uh, but like the like the. the <laughs> You you die. You just die. This doesn't scale at like uh, like fatigue does, and um, you know fatigue is often too slow in in our format. Unless you're like a a, a mill druid against a mill druid, they're going to beat you. That 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 race is theirs. Um, so yeah, this card is, this card is horrendous, but I love it, and uh, nobody can tell me not to play it because I'm going to. Imagine if this was like an odd warrior card and. Uh... You kind of look at it and you think about it. And you're just like, it still does nothing. <laughs> like it, it still just does absolutely nothing nope. in this format. It, it, it tricks you. Um, it would have to have probably like deal five damage, something like that, and then then we're talking about like a real quick clock. Like that's that's a lot. Um, but deal three, it'll add up. Like yeah. th there are going to be matchups where it's okay, but like half the slow decks in this format, arena decks anyway. So. 
Like, in those sort of situations, it's often much more about board and just, like, a swing turn and pushing and just, like, low thabbing and things like that. It's not about, like, dealing 12 damage worth of 3 damage... Uh, it's 12 turns of 3 damage. Like, that's not going to get the job done. So, yeah. yeah. No thank you. But I'm happy that Ruffle's happy. Oh, I'm, I'm like... I, I couldn't be happier. Yeah. Um, a card that I am not going to be happy to see playing against me, though, uh, is Soul Stealer. Uh, 8 mana, 5-5, five, five, undead. Battle cry, destroy all other minions. Twist another on a stick. Gain a corpse for each enemy destroyed. Um, again, 3 blood rune requirement, uh, but if you are playing a 3 blood rune deck, this is like, this This is one of the reasons, if not the reason, I think, to play a 3 blood rune control deck. This, this card seems kind of nutty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, like, this and maybe, like, vampiric blood are what your, um, you know paying the the requirements for and um like they also kind of work well together because we talked about with vampiric blood that you like maybe sometimes have a hard time generating corpses yourself well this card kind of does it <laughs> so uh you know twisting nether has been maybe outclassed uh in terms of like the mana requirement uh for a while but like uh, again um limited options for the death knight glass um and like you get a five five you, you don't only clear the board but you get like to start the turn with uh or the next turn with attackers initiative and um that's an important thing in a game like hearthstone so um yeah very good card uh it's a matter of whether like <laughs> there are enough good blood cards to to make a deck out of it once again so uh this um vampiric blood and i think to maybe a lesser extent corpse explosion kind of uh, make you consider that all of the cards that i'm excited for uh, are the actual expansion cards uh in, in blood it would seem so well i guess patchwork also or whatever his name is uh, i'm also into yeah i mean this is about as good as a late game control like wipe gets like this is really good it's uh it's not probably quite like eight mana gigafin not full mana gigafin, but you know, if you actually pay like eight mana for the gigafin, um, it's not that <laughs> far off. That? Yeah, I don't imagine. <laughs> um, it's not far off that level of strength. Like, it's really, really, really good. Um, and so, yeah, all I'm saying is Odd Warrior. I'm saying Odd Warrior, Odd Warrior, Odd Warrior with these uh, these three floods. It, it's basically the same thing, right? Yeah. yeah. I, I remember when I used to be hyped for uh, Lord Godfrey, and now we have this non-legendary Twisting Nether on a stick. Ah. Oh. How times have changed. Um, all right, we've got two more blood runes. Like I said, they're they're really pushing a, a blood death knight kind of archetype in standard. Uh, we've got bone guard commander, eight mana, eight eight undead with taunt, one blood rune requirement. Battle cry, raise up to six corpses as one two footmen uh, with taunt. Again, so these six corpses will not re-give you corpses. That's our lesson that we've learned. Um, eight mana, eight eight with taunt that gives you six one twos with taunt. Um, so it's going in a control. Style deck question mark um it is eight mana but it, it is a lot of taunt yeah um it's a lot of numbers probably not worth like the mana being a lot of number right like the, that's the you know it's it's like a spreading plague that comes out two turns later and has a pretty hefty investment involved that doesn't require the opponent to be wide. They could be tall. Um, I don't know. Maybe you consider running it in an unholy, like two unholy, one blood, 
as just like a blast this bad boy in i don't know like you you would probably want more than just this as your payoff for blood though i think and like the the turn that it's coming out uh is is very slow and wild if you don't like have some of the uh the the health buffering that you have in a um you know full blood type deck so it's a lot of numbers i don't know if the numbers quite work out in a favorable way for the uh for the card is my concern yeah um pretty good finding a home seems difficult like that's that feels like it's the vibe i think yeah i I did give you the question mark because like maybe it goes in like the two unholy one blood as like the top end of a tokeny style build along denathrius if you were playing a slower build um I don't know if that's the route you want to take, but if that that was the point of the question mark, and you guys kind of brought it up as well. Uh, it seems like more of a splash-worthy card than it feels like a, a huge payoff for your control-style build where you're going to struggle to make corpses anyways. And, and just might be another card that, again, just better to suit the standard. You know, yeah. where you can run that Denathrius, uh, like, go wide, mid-rangey type deck. A yeah. little bit better for that. It, it does seem pretty nasty in a Denathrius, mm-hmm. or even into, like, an Insatiable Devourer, which, like, in certain decks has... Uh... Mm-hmm even in wild like outperform my expectations for it so like yeah uh good synergy with infuse I, or i think that's what i'm getting from it yeah can i since we're on the topic of either uh the, the tokeny style decks oh. can i interest you guys in a sylvanas uh as another payoff for all these tokens that's six man i think like the infuse sylvanas I mean, you can. I don't know if that suddenly makes her a great payoff Maybe or not, better than but... just like killing the opponent with Denathrius, but like, I'll, I'll take it. Six grade Man, I, I, or ten. I hurt my brain for a second where I was like, guys, the, the one two risens, they're not going to contribute to Denathrius, but uh, no. They can they <laughs> contribute so, to Infuse, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, just beautiful, the corpses beautiful. they do. Yeah. Yeah, I get a little confused there. Um, all right. Uh, last card here for Blood Runes. Uh, Soul Breaker, three mana, three two weapon, one blood rune requirement. After your hero attacks and kills a minion, gain two corpses. Um, there you go. Here's your controlly style tool that gains you corpses alongside the the one mana deal three gain a corpse stuff like that. Um, seems seems right <laughs> with our limited options uh, when it comes to like the control blood rune deck. Yeah, it's probably a card that'll get out class later, but like seems just pretty good good enough uh um to start with that control deck yep all right so kind of just to recap for blood runes uh obviously a control style archetype as well as kind of a hand buff archetype we're kind of in agreement that the hand buff archetype kind of on the shelf for now until we see better cards uh and more synergistic cards for it um it does seem like the either the three blood rune or like a two blood rune one frost kind of control shell whether it's reno or uh it probably is reno <laughs> uh but whether it's three blood runes or like two blood one frost seems like it may have legs uh just because you also have kind of the the solid neutral control package right of reno renathal zeph theotar mutanis maybe it's not theotar once it gets nerfed to six but you have this whole disruption package uh that you get to run alongside some of the, the controlling powerful kind of payoff cards uh that blood has Let's move into Unholy. Um, the last time we talked about Unholy, you guys got super hype about the uh, the even Death Knight possibilities of Unholy. So let's see if some of the new cards that we've seen, uh, you know, continue the excitement. 
Uh, and I say that looking at the first card that we're going to talk about, and I think that's yes. Um, so this is Grave Strength, uh, 4 mana, Shadow Spell, 3 Unholy Runes. Give your minions plus 1 attack. Spend 5 corpses to give them plus 3 attack instead. Uh, it is important to note that this is permanent attack. It's not just temporary, uh, something like Savage Roar or things like that. This is, this is permanent attack uh, when it comes to Grave Strength. Yeah, it's pretty good. I wish it cost one less unholy rune is my uh, concern, but like maybe you just go all in on unholy if uh, if you're building that deck that we've been discussing and maybe this is a good enough reason to do that if you if you can generate a wide enough board. Um either way in a, like an all out unholy deck, this is probably a reasonably good quality card, right? Like it's you you play branching paths in a tokeny style druid deck and uh, sometimes that's just a good enough finisher. And this is, uh, you know, often a little bit better than that. So, yeah, uh, looks like an interesting card to me. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure even this is like all unholy because you, you want to play this. Like, this is just so broken in anything that pushes wide. Um, I'm pretty sure like even Sham, we would give up literally every single card except for Chisel and may uh probably probably legendary the, those are the only two that would be like hands off like i think just about everything else would be fair game if even shaman could get its hands on a trade um <laughs> and play this but uh even dk probably doesn't go quite as wide as something like even shaman but it's still like an absurd amount of damage permanent blood lost for one less mana like yeah it, it's really really good yeah and, and we think that the even unholy is not going to have any issue with the corpse requirement as well right which is kind of the the you're not happy playing this for the the un no i was no, gonna say it, corrupted I half, see, but yeah no no you see this card it's giving plus three attack yeah. like if it's not then you know unplayable beyond yeah. unplayable all right uh speaking of another payoff card giants i heard giants are good in wild uh where we can get them really cheap really quickly uh let's talk about stitched giant 10 minute 8 8 undead two unholy runes cost one less for each corpse you spent this game seems like it fits right in yeah, this will, uh, you know, probably come down pretty quickly. It's kind of like a a, a Giga Totem in uh, even Shaman is how I'd imagine it right now, but um, like without the ability to copy it, so that makes it a little bit uh, worse because you don't have like a splitting X, but like you don't always need a splitting X to uh, to make a zero mana eight eight good. So yeah, seems like it fits right into that deck. Uh, whether you're going all unholy or not i think it's a little bit overrated um because i i think like the corpse spending isn't quite there like there isn't as much as you'd hope uh and and, and so like if you like there are a few cards right that spend four on four that gets really awkward like in terms of mana because then this goes to six for your next turn like you can't really get it all the way down that you spend another four it costs two, like you can't play it that same turn. So it's kind of like a card that realistically probably isn't coming down until like turn seven or so. And at that point, big stats are kind of making less and less of an impact. So I'm actually not like 100% sold on this. Um, I, I am going to include it in like theory crafts and things like that because zero mana 8-8, eight, eight, very tantalizing <laughs> in wild historically. But uh, yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's actually a lot worse than what people think. Yeah, yeah. I I kind of gloss over the having to spend the corpses, uh, but there's a couple of like two drops here uh, that we'll talk about that you know I think 
will get you there uh, alongside yeah. the, the five mana five two twos as well. Yeah, the, the thing is, like, the margin is so fine for getting this down for zero versus, like, two. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and that matters a lot with how the, like, the curve would work in an even um, Death Knight deck. So if there are a couple two drops that can fuel it, that would be huge. But I just, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be consistent enough. But, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so our next undead card here, unholy, sorry, um, is Plagued Grain. Uh, one mana spell, three unholy runes. One mana, gain four corpses. Shuffle four crates into your deck that summon a 2-2 undead when drawn. So I'm assuming these 2-2s will also give you a corpse, um, I, I believe. Um, somebody somebody, correct me in the comments if I'm wrong. But uh, this is just generated a ton of corpses um, into your deck. Is it worth it? Uh, historically, these, uh, these type of effects have not been good uh because you have to find them like so you're probably playing this as one mana gain four corpses is that worth i don't know but but i i like i'm leaning towards no but like i i have no way of knowing because like we haven't uh had access to um to like actually play and spend corpses yet so um it seems like a no from me uh but I'm only evaluating a base. I, I think you need to evaluate this based on the immediate effect in a format as fast as wild. Um, sh- you know, the, the shuffling stuff into your deck, historically not very good uh, because it takes a long time to, uh, to actually get there. So I'm skeptical. Yeah, I would, uh, I would cuss on all of that. I, w- I would go to a no right now, though. All right, next up we have Bone Digger Geist. Uh-oh, another Geist. Uh, two mana, two, two, undead. One unholy rune. Battlecry, spend a corpse to gain plus one, plus two. So on our even death knight that we're hyping up, Spider Tank, baby, for two mana. It's, Let's go. We, we found our, we we had our Giga Totem earlier. Now it's a uh, Totem Golem. And uh, seems, seems good, right? You, you got to spend the corpses. It, it basically is just a totem golem for a gigatotem in uh stitch giant like it, it, it's ever, like it reduces the cost because you spend a corpse it's perfect yeah i mean this this is what i was looking for so yeah love it um you know we're even dk I, i'm getting more and more hyped <laughs> um, it's looking excited. pretty good it, yeah. it's looking pretty good yeah. uh all right next up we have anti-magic shell uh so this was originally four mana uh, when we saw the original Lich King, uh, four mana plus two plus two. Um, unfortunately, they nerfed slash buffed it. Uh, definitely a nerf in our eyes. Three mana, yeah. three 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 mana. Uh, unfortunately, that is not an even number. Uh, for a shadow spell, one unholy rune. Gave your minions plus one plus one and can't be targeted by spells or hero powers. Man, they Man. knew. They knew. <laughs> And they and people say they don't, you know, uh, balance around the wild format. This is proof. <laughs> like, uh, yeah, it's uh, it, it, we were expecting this at four mana. It's a little disappointing. It's still, you know, if there is a token based uh, non, uh, which everything in unholy seems token based. If there's a if there's a non even version of this deck, it, it's probably just happily running this card because. Uh, like it wants to get ahead of, like it's like a baby savage or permanent buff um yeah not even 
<laughs> not even so not interested right that's that's the yeah. core tagline um speaking of a not even card we have yimmer i don't know how to pronounce this Immerjar deathbringer uh three mana three three undead two unholy runes for a for a taunt so it's a three mana three three taunt death rattle spend three corpses to summon a three three risen Immerjar with taunt um so the the death rattle will not give you a corpse i'm assuming the front half of it will I guess before we even evaluate how good the card is, does the front half dying count as like if you need the third corpse? I would say yes because it like when it, it ha- in order to activate the death rattle it has, it has to, to die, die right yeah. so it generates the corpse when it dies. I but we'll have to see. Um, Will we see though? It's not an even cost card, so it's not going to see play, right? No, we're we're evaluating these like we talked about this last week. We I can't know, tumble in too much, but at the same time, it seems really hard to pull this off on on curve, which is when you need it to happen, right? And yeah, I don't, uh, I don't like yeah. this card very much. Not not great. Yeah, I thought I just, it was Battlecry at first, and I was a little bit more into it. If, yeah, if it's more difficult to happen, like it's just a bigger payoff. So yeah, yeah, not not a, not fantastic. Yeah, I also just think it's going to be extremely difficult to have it active on turn three right um if if you're playing some of these other like good two drops that you want to be running anyways um all right next up we have possessifier uh um the champion card for our last world champion um but it's a five mana three three one unholy rune uh five mana three three battle cry summon two one one fighters with rush and reborn so five mana for five corpses uh and those Two one ones that you summon with rush. The, the obviously the on the reborn half will also have rush. So it's five mana three three, deal four, gain a bunch of corpses as well. Uh, doesn't actually seem so bad. No, it it seems pretty good. It's very splashable. Um, you know, we talked earlier about how other runes have difficulty in generating corpses. This can shore that up a little bit. Uh, it is coming out a little bit late for our format. I think is the the big issue. Um, but like it, it, it does, it does do some things. <laughs> like it, it does help swing the board back. Like, um, I don't know that unholy necessarily has signaled to me that it wants to be like the the splash rune in a Reno deck, but maybe you consider it. I mean, flipper friends. This is a little worse, but corpse is good. So seems okay. <laughs> Until we get a better option, right? It, yep. it seems like it's going to be really good as if you need corpses, maybe uh, splash until, unholy for things like this. Until we get Gloop's glorious Gloop mouth, then then we're talking. And then we this card's busted. You're not cutting it all. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It can be five stars. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's move into Path of Arthas cards here. Uh, starting off with the legendary spell called the Scourge. Uh, nine mana shadow spell. Two unholy runes. Fill your board with random undead. Um, I haven't done the math on this. Uh, there's no way this card's actually good, right? It's nine mana and wild. Yeah. All right. It's, it's nine mana and wild, even if you're getting like a board full of uh, eights and tens. Uh, well, maybe then you might consider it. But like, you know, you, you've got to survive until turn nine somehow. And uh, you need a nine mana card like this to potentially, or a build around card like this to win the game. And there are a lot of really bad undead. Like, you know, we talked the last week about how we need some uh, some turn one undeads. 
This card doesn't want that. And we saw some turn <laughs> one. <laughs> it's coming out. Yeah. Uh, this alongside Sunwell for your spiteful death knight for the uh, the Ruffle YouTube video. Like three months into the expansion when you're desperate for content. I got you. I got you. I, I, I'll be pre have to be pretty hard up <laughs> to start considering that one. Because again, nine drops, not good. You yeah. don't want to be summoning nine drops in off of spiteful. But when this video eventually happens, I need credit. Or maybe I don't want credit if it's going to be really bad. No, yeah, you don't, maybe you don't. don't want any part of um, that. <laughs> all right, next up, uh, Unholy Frenzy. Three mana, one Unholy Rune. Choose an enemy minion. Your minions attack it. Resummon any that die. Could have sworn we've seen this exact card in Hunter. Um, Devouring Swarm. But instead of getting added back to your hand, they come back on the board. Um, so you're paying three extra mana to probably save three mana. Uh, but... It, it is three, three three mana, which is kind of a lot. So I, bad, so bad. I think. I, I, what like, I don't know. Like I don't. <laughs> well, I, <laughs> ooh ooh ooh! Point of contention. We love this. All right. It, isn't it kind of just good? You you get to remove one big minion, maintain a board advantage, and double the uh like the you're effectively counter. doubling the the corpse count of the board that you have like i i think it's okay like as just like a push through a taunt and uh maintain your board lead or push through like an on curve raza or something like that and you just get your board back like i don't know it gives your minions immune for a turn is that is that good in a board based deck sometimes I, I think part of the reason Devouring Swarm was like interesting and worth considering playing was the fact that you could like develop a board, then Devouring Swarm, right? Like, it's a lot harder to do this when you have three mana, and you don't have Buzzard to to cover with it as well, right? Um, I, I'm making the direct comparison to Devouring Swarm because that's like the card that we've kind of seen similar to this before. Um, well, there's the other Hunter card that resummons things that have died this turn. Um, Revenge of the Wild, Revenge of Beasts. It's like a two mana resummon all beasts that have died this turn. It feels like a combination of those two cards. Um, none of those were good enough in Wild. Obviously, doubling the corpse counter, I think, is the the interesting point there, right? Like, if doubling the corpse counter is super important, super impactful, then I think it can see play. Um, but I also think like in Unholy, I I don't know how hurting we're gonna be looking at some of these cards that we've seen four corpses so yeah i mean I, I very well could be wrong but it seems just like I'm not, I'm not making a case for it being a super strong card i just think it's like at least worth taking a look at it, it's not awful like corpse said right yeah. I, it's awful i think it's awful <laughs> you're right, not gonna well, drag me up with you meowth i'm gonna stay down here in the land of zero stars <laughs> well, all right we'll write this down come back to it in a couple months uh see who was right yeah. who was wrong um all right, next up we have Tomb Guardians. Four mana shadow spell, two unholy rune requirement. Uh, summon two, two, two zombies with taunt. Spend four corpses to give them reborn. Um, so four mana for two, two, twos with taunt baseline. Uh, if you spend four corpses, you get two, two, twos plus two, two ones um, with taunt. 
Yeah. It's not great, but you got to get the giant down somehow. <laughs> that's it, that's <laughs> yep. Exactly what I was thinking. Like you know, like you got to you got to find a way to spend corpses if if you're playing that deck, and this is this does it. So sure. This is also part of why I thought the giant was overrated because like this isn't great, but. You would have to play it in order to get it down. It's not awful. Like, I, I don't know. It's like better than Saranite Chain Gang. So that's neat. That's a very low bar that we're passing here, I think. <laughs> yeah. And and it also does like give you additional corpses because they aren't risen zombies. So you can spend them on like your grave strength. Like it, it prepared it because you do need a pretty hefty corpse investment for a grave strength. So this one does actually seem as though it refunds your corpses that you spend on them because it's uh you know just giving them reborn so yeah all right um moving into march of the lich king cards here we've got three undead ones to talk about uh starting with blightfang uh legendary three mana three three beast uh one on holy rune requirement battle cry infect all enemies with death rattle summon a two two zombie with taunt um for your opponent so basically if you're playing against uh let's say an odd paladin you play this, you infect their six dudes, and then you kill their six dudes, uh, let's say with a corpse explosion or something. Um, That's a really bad example. Uh, with a board wipe or by, with your creatures, you get two twos uh, with taunt. Um, it's, a, it's a lot happening. It, it feels kind of weird because it kind of wants you to be super far behind in order to get a lot of value out of it. Um, and if you're playing like an unholy based deck kind of hard that you're going to be doing that if you're playing a lot of token based strategies that being said it is one unholy rune potentially very splashable in something like a, a two blood one unholy uh where you have some of those board wipes to maybe take advantage of this yeah uh, yeah i i think that this is another one that kind of makes you rethink and consider splashing in unholy for a either control style deck or even that like reno um type deck because that's where it seems to be a better fit than in like um like you said it, it just how it plays is sort of at odds with how most of the cards that we've seen in an unholy style deck wants to play so i think you, you it, it makes sense to me to look elsewhere and maybe you consider it in like as a weirdish sort of spreading plague type thing like slower somehow uh despite the the animation being reverted uh in spreading plague than a spreading plague but like it gets there eventually kind of <laughs> so it, it's a baby plague i think it's not very good very it's... weird but i'm gonna go towards yeah bad yeah I, I think the only place it's seeing play like you're not playing this in your like aggressive token style and holy deck you're playing this in a control deck it feels like and you play this against something like even shaman as a way to like swing the board back in your favor as well as generate a ton of corpses the yeah the thing about even shaman though is their minions never die because uh, they have uh, they have buffs for them so you die before their minions die i could see this as more as like an answer to a um like a pirate rogue and i think there it does a very good job in something hyper aggro because like the zombie taunt sort of like propagates itself where it you know once you once you get to kill like the first patches say um with maybe even with your hero power you kill it with your hero power it dies you get a taunt totem they have to keep trading into that 
with like their parachute brigands and then you keep getting more zombies so like that's the only time i see it being at all useful but then like i don't know a single dread cruiser ruins that plan and also you're good and it's good into one deck you need to start reconsidering adding that that card to your deck yeah um okay let's move into our next card here which is a uh, meat grinder um three mana three four mech one on holy rune battle cry shred a random minion in your deck to gain three corpses um so you're obviously playing this in a deck with a bunch of really crappy creatures that you don't care about so that you gain corpses it, it's you think about it like a spider tank that gains you three right because you're never seeing the card that it shreds so it juices your marrow gar with the possibility of completely destroying your marathon <laughs> but um it, it, it's weird it's really again going to depend on how valuable corpses are i i don't like i don't i don't care about destroying a minion in my deck of whether it's good or not like that's that's not meaningful it's do i want to play a spider tank so that i can gain corpses is the question i'm i'm asking here which i don't think so yeah i'm gonna go with a hard no on that one i see you i don't know to be also determined. <laughs> we missed one of the uh, the unholy cards that I think I'm most excited about. Uh, I just realized in um, Path of Arthas. Right, we haven't talked about uh, Nerubian Swarm Guard, have we? Did we not talk about this last week? I don't, don't remember. So. Okay, well, it's all blurring together, me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, circling back around to a card that we, we might have missed. I don't know if we talked about this last week or not, but we're going to touch on it again this week just in case. Uh, Nerubian Swarm Guard, 4-mana, 1-3, Undead, uh, 1 Unholy Rune uh, requirement. So it's a 4-mana, 1-3 with Taunt, Battlecry, summon 2 copies of this minion. Uh, baseline, 4-mana, 3-9 uh, with Taunt. Um, what is that Druid minion that we used to cheat out all the time with Oaken Summons? Ritualist, 4-mana... The four uh, mana three nine. Yeah, that uh, one. Yeah. Uh, so at its baseline, it's it's that right. Uh, Serenite chain gang esque. Smack smack one little buff on it. With some of these these blood runes, gets a lot, ton better. Um, but yeah, how are we feeling about yeah. it? Yeah, I, I think even if we did talk about it, talking about it in the context of some of the new cards that we've seen, is worthwhile because I mm -hmm. see a lot of people like showing this as like the payoff for uh, hand buff and. Yeah, sure, maybe in standard, but like not in wild. Yeah. Uh, I see this as like more of a potential like grave rune <laughs> or grave strength uh, uh, payoff. Like you, it helps you build a wide board for that type of uh, effect, and um, also helps like protect your smaller minions that can then trade up uh, with a grave strength type thing. So that's where I see it like being valuable. Oh, mm. like in the even zoo deck. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It be, because like what it basically does a thing like what even shaman excels at which is making small things and then buffing them up to, to bigger things once they're on board yeah it's a lot of bodies and they're very annoying like uh one three taunts um i mean it's like it's pretty good like stat wise for cost uh like getting that many taunt bodies we've, we've seen this before with some like giggling inventor just like very annoying uh to try and punch through all of that so i don't know um like i don't think you need to go any hand buffs route with this um 
just anything that's defensive wants this. I don't know though, because three power, three power is so little, and the ability for it to get value traded up, is like, is pretty brutal. But at the same time, if you're playing a, a deck like even DK, you're probably in control of what trades are getting made in the first place. Like, so it probably doesn't get abused too much. So, eh, pretty, pretty interesting card actually. All right. Uh, the more we talk about it, the, the less I think that we talked about it last week. So, thanks for pointing that out, Ruffle. Thanks for circling us back around. Um, and then circle back around again to our last unholy card here uh, in Necrotic Mortician. Uh, two mana, two, three. Two unholy runes. Battle cry. If a friendly undead died after your last turn, discover an unholy rune card. That's uh, kind of the last in our cycle here um, of two drops that discover. Uh, Again, just a reminder, it can discover one Unholy Rune, two Unholy Rune, three Unholy Rune cards, even if you're not uh, in those runes and deck building. So basically, if you decided to go a two Unholy, one Frost route, you can discover your uh, your Bloodlust, uh, the, the Grave Strengths, uh, off of this card. Simple, just be skilled, always hit it every time. Um, but yeah, I, I think we don't need to talk too much about it because it seems very similar to what we've said about the other two cost cards, right? Like, it's... Yeah, I, I will say that this is probably the one I'm the least excited about, just because um, like things in hand seem less valuable for unholy than things on board, um, and so like this is just making a, a river croc. But yeah, it's again because of the you know low card pool we talked about earlier. Same reasons you probably just play it anyway. Just want to rank the uh, want to rank the three of them. Uh, yeah. I think it's probably Frost Blood uh, Unholy. And Frost and Blood are probably neck and neck. Um, just because they both want that uh, card generation to begin with and um, seem a little bit easier to activate as well. I probably do Blood Frost, right? Because your Frost is not always going to be active. But. I mean. Neither is your blood, though, right? Like, you're not always going to have a corpse on turn two. You're usually going mm. to have a minion kill on turn two with a uh, frost. This seems much like highly meta dependent. Why did you ask us this? <laughs> Sorry. Much to ponder, much to think about. Yeah. Um, regardless, I think all three of them are good, though, like in their respective decks. Yeah. So, yeah. All right. We're, we're not done yet with Death Knight, guys. They, they revealed 90 cards on us, so you guys have to. To bear with us as we go through our last little set here, which are the ones that require no runes uh, to play them, so they're splashable in every deck. Um, thankfully, there's a lot fewer of these than everything else that we've talked about. Starting with uh, Rune Forging uh, is a one mana spell. One mana shadow spell, draw a weapon, spend a corpse to reduce its cost by one. Hey, would you like to tutor your super impactful weapon that'll eventually get printed? Uh, or tutor your Frostmourne, or I guess tutor your. the. Rhymefang Sword, the one that discounts all your spells in Frost, uh, seems seems like a very powerful effect, if not now, for you know future down the line. Yeah, like Death Knight is a weapon class, um, and so eventually there will be something that makes this worth. I'm I haven't yet seen it, um, or yet seen a a weapon that I'm super excited about. So, like, that's my hesitation with this card. But I think down the line, it's probably... It's zero mana draw weapon, right? Uh, kinda. I mean, yeah. I mean, it just depends how hard it is to get the corpse active. Because otherwise, the the mana discount 
might not really do anything. Uh, you know, if, if we're looking at something like the the Frost uh, True Silver, I forgot its name, mm. but you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah, because it's like hard to get that active before like turn three, probably because of the lack of Frost Corpse generation. But yeah, maybe someday. You know, tutoring good. If this was like an Evolve Shaman card before we got the good Evolve Shaman tutor, uh, then yeah, <laughs> we'd be playing this. Uh, here's how you get your corpses. Uh, body Bagger. One mana, one three undead. Battle Cry, gain a corpse. Boom, there you go. Uh, Boom. One through body, gain a corpse. Can't be terrible, especially early on. Probably worth a look in like a Reno uh, deck to, that has trouble generating corpses, maybe. Seems very, very, very good. Like you just put this in anything that you can. Flash one. Yeah. Just just not your even Death Knight guys. Just just not that. Um <laughs> yeah, last but not least, uh we have ch- I guess not last but not least, but uh last in the in the core set for these unruined cards is Chillfall and Baron. Three mana two two undead. Battle cry and death rattle. Draw a card. Oh. Three mana two two at its base. Draw a card. Get you that second card a little bit later on. Uh, worth a look in a class with limited options, especially in any like you just play this in a Reno deck, right? Like, what else are you gonna play? Like, <laughs> and then you you look at it in your blood control decks as well. Yeah, exactly. That was very very efficient in those slower decks. So good. Yep. All right, moving into uh, the Path of Arthas, uh, we have Corpse Bride, five mana four four undead, battle cry, spend up to eight corpses. Summon a Risen Groom with stats equal to the amount spent. Uh, five mana, four, four. Summon a dude. Um, using up all your corpses. Mm. It's a little bit, yeah. little bit sus. Don't love that. Yeah, we, we have, we have talked so many times that just like piles of stats do not, especially a single pile of stats does not win uh, in our format and. Unless you're following this up immediately with like a, a battle master or something and killing the opponent, I don't see that being worth. Like that's the that's the payoff, and that doesn't seem terribly reliable. Yeah. All right. Our last card here: Malignant Horror, four mana, two four undead with Reborn. Uh, at the end of your turn, spend five corpses to summon a copy of this minion. Uh, so it'll copy any stat buffs. It'll copy the Reborn mechanic it'll i can see it getting out of hand if you consistently had five corpses to spend on it gotta spend the corpses on something me yep <laughs> you read my mind again <laughs> I mean, I, well, you ju- you're you're generating them left right and center you need to spend them somewhere and i don't it, it, can we give it rush somehow like that would Look, but it's on it's the end good. of your turn, so does rush even matter? It, it, it's good because it's no. a lot of bodies <laughs> for the 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 bloodlust, you know. Like yeah. it, it just fuels itself and it steals all of it, and um, but, you literally just have to spend the blood. You have to right. spend them on something. Like you, yeah. you need to play this in the giant deck. That's so many corpses too. But like, oh yeah, it, that's that's now I really that, don't want to play. This that gets giant. your giant down by half. Like you, you know. So like, you, you just got to mm. do it. I don't want to play this giant anymore. It's not worth it. It can't. No, be. you will I mean? play the giant, <laughs> and you will like it. No, I see Swap where you're coming from me now. Up. Yeah. Oh Swap. god. We'll play your zero mana eight eight. God. All right. Um, before we hop over to the the neutral cards, let's just recap a little bit on on just Death Knight in general. We also um, do you want to. Oh. 
Frostmourne. Frostmourne is a playable card now. We didn't talk about that. No. Oh, yeah. I totally missed this. We do have Frostmourne, the last uh, non-ruined card. Um, classic weapon, basically, from uh, the Lich King pool. Uh, does the same exact thing. It's a 5-3 weapon. Costs you 7 mana this time. Uh, Death Rattle summon every minion killed by this weapon. Um, I don't want to spend 7 leave? mana on it. I, I really don't. Yeah. My question is, why couldn't they just leave anti-magic shell the way it was? Like it was perfect. Like, why did they have to? Why did they have to change that one? Why did they have to change any of them? I want Army of the Dead to summon a bunch of minions from my deck too. So, like, how could you do this to me? It's too confusing for new players. How dare you? That's well, all I'll say. I'm I'm a little I'm a little bit a little bit sad that they did this because like, what if they eventually rotate Lich King into Corset to be there with? The Death Knights, and then the Army of the Dead and the Anti Magic Shell don't do the same thing. So, yep. you know. that's very confusing. I know they should just revert them both to what their uh, their Lich King versions do. Also, I'm very surprised that they didn't just like print the Lich King as a corset card for Death Knight for what it's worth. But well, he's the hero now, well, he's, right? Yeah, he's, sure, he's but a, he can't have a card too. No, he can, but like. Don't take him out of neutral. Yeah, all right, that's fair. That's mm, true. He's not seeing play anyways. Um, but yeah, okay, now that we've gotten through all of the Death Knight cards, we've gotten through, I don't want to do math, but it was like 90-plus cards for Death Knight. Um, taking a little bit of a step back, how are we feeling about it? Oh, I was going to say, I thought you were going to go right into the neutrals. And I was no, like, no, we're taking a break ooh. before we go to the neutrals. Yeah. Take a step back, okay. how are we feeling about Death Knight, kind of just in general? When it comes to wild, what are what are we looking at playing? What are some of the cards that excite you? Things like that. Um, it feels like it's going to be hard to be day one uh, demon hunter with the cards that we've seen. But at the same time, I feel like we all underestimated demon hunter before that. So I say that uh, you know, with the uh, the reservation that like, yeah, I don't want to look silly, so I'm not going to say that. Uh, go ahead and cut that out. It's know, too late. Please. It's too late. No, no. Um, so, like, it, it doesn't seem as, uh, like, obviously over-tuned um, in, in certain situations. Um, but there's some a lot of interesting things that, like, are certainly worth taking a look at. I think that even Unholy is probably, like, the obvious starting point. I think that there's some maybe interesting looks at like blood, whether it's Reno or otherwise that, um, you know, if things are relatively slow, it could be worth looking at. Um, I don't know. In, in, in general, I'm excited for the class. I'm excited for the challenge. I don't know if it'll necessarily be out of the gate as uh, silly as uh, a demon hunter was, but I, I've been very wrong before. So, yeah, I haven't really done the full deck building thing. Like the only thing I looked at was uh even Death Knight. Um and that deck does look like it could be very oppressive in other like aggressive matchups. So that deck seems, you know, the easiest to build, like from a wild player's perspective, because you just type in even and you put in literally every unholy card and you call it a day. <laughs> so that could be good. But the more we're talking about, you know, I can see something like Frost Aggro. Like, I, I can see sort of the Undead and some of these 
cars seemingly don't look that good, but when you start throwing in like pirate packages and things like that, there might actually be a shell because some of these like neutral, oh, not even neutral, but just like generic undead aggro cards, um, some of them are very efficient. Like, uh, or even just like that, that Defias Leper type card, right? Like that in this aggro deck could be very good in by wild standards. So I kind of want to get back in the lab, get back to the deck building and move beyond, actually look at some of the cards that cost one, three and five mana. Which is a concept I never thought was possible. Uh, yeah, I think the the Frost Aggro decks, uh, the combination of blood runes, right? Whether you're going two blood, one unholy, or two blood, one frost, or three blood, uh, as like your Reno shell. Um, the Aggro Frost deck, and then obviously the uh, the unholy Death Knight seem like the the obvious three ways to play Death Knight, kind of out of the gates. Uh, that being said, there's a much larger player base out there than the three of us that are also containing a lot of smart people so i wouldn't be surprised if we ended up with a like a, a competitive wild death knight deck i'd be actually pretty surprised if we didn't uh, out of the gates see a competitive deck i remember thinking demon hunter in wild was going to be the worst any class has ever been in any format and it was the exact opposite <laughs> you were right you were just it two months too early Come yeah on. you were ahead of your time <laughs> yeah i'll sure i'll take it thanks guys <laughs> thanks yeah um, here's to hoping that they don't just absolutely gut the class like they did Demon Hunter. Um, I'm also very interested in seeing, like, what they do with when it comes to, like, the new core set and stuff and how they, like, what are they going to rotate out and then print new stuff in and, and see, because they're immediately going to rotate out, like, mm. 20, 30 cards, uh, in, in four months, right? And so maybe we'll see a lot more interesting synergistic things pop up in Death Knight, uh, that just like haven't really taken place yet for Demon Hunter because uh, we're just coming, I think, on like our first rotation uh, for Demon Hunter. So, yeah, the the interesting thing as well is that they've already decided all the Death Knight core cards. Like that's already locked in before even really seeing what's going to happen with the wider player base. So, um, I'm sure like in testing, but it'll be interesting to see if there are any stark differences between what happened in testing and what actually ends up happening once everything goes live. Yeah, all right. So you guys in the comments, let us know how you guys are feeling about Death Knight as well. Uh, we've got 90-plus cards. Let us know what you're excited for, what cards stand out, uh, what you guys are excited to play, uh, things like that. Um, so by the time of recording this episode, we have had all the neutrals revealed. But uh, given that we just talked about, like, 90 cards, I think we'll save that for uh, for next week as we uh, talk about a couple of other cards as well um, that are coming out. But I hope you guys are enjoying reveal season. Man, I, I'm excited for, for Death Knight. I'm, I'm glad we talked about it. Uh, I, I will say a little bit of a tinfoil hat. Um, I think there's a reason they did all of the Death Knight cards up front because um, they're having an event on November 16th or 17th, um, like Blizzard-sanctioned event, and uh, they may yeah. have made some cryptic tweets on Twitter, and this won't be the last time or, or the first time or the last time that I've fallen for these teases on Twitter uh, that there may or may not be like a, an early release uh, for Death Knight, which I think would actually be like super awesome. Um Again, I may may be getting completely omega baited by tweets on by Blizzard employees, uh, and it wouldn't be the first or last time. But uh, if that was true, I think that'd be super sweet. I thought you were gonna say uh, you've been following the cryptic cryptic tweets where they talk about they were doing a DK show match, and I was like, yeah, yeah. they just said that, <laughs> like they just said that outright. I was like, you know what, yeah. doing Sherlock Holmes stuff over here. <laughs> I, I was confused by that too because I haven't seen said cryptic tweets, so I'm just no, like, no, I haven't. It, he's just announcing it like they, 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 they've already said they're doing this they they have 
Like they have the talent already announced. What are you talking about? Uh, All right, maybe yeah. maybe I just misunderstood said cryptic tweets, but uh, I'll yeah. go find them. Um, but yeah, regardless, I I think it's better to say, hey, we're getting Death Knights on uh, December sixth, and that's very exciting. Um, and we get to see them played uh, on the sixteenth, and that's probably why. Because, like, the people that are competing in the show match have to know what the cards are before they can, like, actually build decks around uh, um, Death Knight. So I, I think it's more just to give those people access to the information that they need in order to compete. See, that would make sense. All right. Like I said, I did I did preface all of this with tinfoil hat. All right. I, I protected myself. Right. A lot of tinfoil. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Maybe I'm wrong. Probably am. Uh, there will be a show match though. Uh, this later this week. So make sure you guys check that out if you guys want to see some of the Death Knight cards in action. Um, guys, thanks for uh, sticking with me with a uh, one of many two-hour reviews, part two of uh, probably like five or six. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks for hanging out. Thanks for reviewing all these Death Knight cards with me. Uh, let the people know where they can find you guys in your content. Uh, yeah, you can find me on Twitch and YouTube at Raffle and. Uh eventually you'll be seeing me play a lot of death knight content and rafi will also be revealing a card i believe at some point that's true that's true uh the 21st i have my uh first ever card reveal so make sure to subscribe to my youtube channel uh so that when that goes up you can see the card before anyone else and show all your friends you'll be the talk of the town yeah, we're not checking out Ruffles' channel. You can also come check out uh, my Twitch at Corbett or uh, Corbett Games on Twitter and YouTube. Congrats again, Ruffle. Congrats, congrats. Um, make sure you guys check out his card reveal. Make sure you support it, watch it, like it, subscribe to it, share it with everybody so that uh, he gets another one because, you know, that'd be awesome. Uh, but congrats again. Uh, also check out Corp's content as well. Uh, not to not to slight Corp as well, but uh, make sure you check out his as well. Uh, it's also pretty good. Uh, you can find out my stuff on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, uh, at Get Me Out. Uh, appreciate everybody for uh, hanging out. Hope you guys enjoyed the card review, and we will see you guys again next time. Later.